to be transformed into the image of Christ means to increasingly reflect his loving, compassionate character in our behavior. Therefore, if we are not becoming more loving toward others, especially the most helpless of our society, we have taken a wrong turn somewhere. We have either neglected our, our relationship with him or have disobeyed his commands. This is a quote coming to you from Charles Stanley's Life Principles Bible Notes. In this broadcast, we are continuing our new series based on the theme, Preparing for Jesus' Coming. We will continue our study in expository fashion with the book of James. In this broadcast, we will use as our main text, James 1.27, which says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Now, in previous teachings, we covered uh, the uh, other verses and James struck at various forms of self-deception. In James 1.22, he said, But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. What he was saying here is that simply hearing the word and not doing it brings on self-deception. Then in James 1.26, he said, If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. So he was saying the same is true if you imagine or consider yourself to be a true worshiper of Jesus, yet you do not bridle your tongue. You don't take care of what you say. You deceive your own heart. But we notice in verses 26 and 27 that James mentioned the word religion. In James 1.26, once again, he said, If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Then he went on to say in verse 27, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Now that word religion in the Greek is threskia and it means worshiping or worship to God, devotion to God. Now I want to make this clear here. James is not talking about dead religion. He is not saying that Christianity is a religion. Let's make that clear from the start. 
Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ, with the living God, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He is the one you're in relationship with by repenting of your sins and giving your life to him, making him Lord of your life. And it's a relationship. So when James uses the word religion, he is talking about worship to God, devotion to God. In James 1.26, he mentioned vain religion. And this is talking about religion that is worthless, useless, false, empty of truth. It's only in show and appearance. Now in verse 27, he mentioned pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father. And he's talking about that which is true, genuine, sincere, pure, free from adulteration and hypocrisy. Now James seems to be saying here that a person's outward worship or religion, he calls, uses the word religion, a person's outward worship toward God must consist of more than superficial acts. It's not enough to listen to the word. You must put spiritual truth into practice. And he offers three key aspects of pure worship. The first one is controlled speech. The second is altruistic services or those services where you are unselfishly concerned for or devoted to the welfare of others. And then the third one is separation from the world. More specifically, in today's verse, James implies that the practical outworking of the new birth is found in acts of grace and a walk of separation. In other words, practical love and practical holiness. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. James's general design here is clearly to show that devotion to God will lead to a holy life. The Zondervan Illustrated Bible Backgrounds Commentary said, the religion, now remember we're talking about the worship, devotion to God. The religion God accepts will reveal itself in three activities. Care in speech, concern for the helpless in society, and the avoidance of worldly attitudes and values. The NIV Grace and Truth Study Bible went on to say, True religion, warns James, is not a matter of thinking oneself to be religious. True religion in God's eyes is keeping away from wickedness and aligning oneself in word and deed with the priorities of God. Keeping yourself away from wickedness. What do I mean by that? From evil speech 
from moral, the various moral pollutions in the world. It also is aligning yourself in word and deed with the priorities of God. What are the priorities? Well, one of them is caring for those in society who face the direst material circumstances. Pure religion. There's the, he's using that word, religion. Once again, it's threskia in the Greek, and it means genuine devotion to God. It, it often means the worship of God. It refers to right actions or true practices. And he puts these adjectives on that word, religion, pure religion and undefiled. He's talking about that which is genuine and sincere with no secret self-pleasing at the heart of it. It's free from improper mixture. It's unstained with self-seeking. It's free from adulteration and hypocrisy. It represents the practical side of worship where you put spiritual truth into practice. It leads you to life of practical benevolence and it leads you to keep yourself unspotted from the world. Now notice what uh, James added on to his uh, description of religion. He said pure religion and undefiled and then he added before God and the Father is this. Before God the, and the Father is this. Before our God and Father. He's bringing forth God's standpoint. This is not James's standpoint. This is not some uh, man, some pastor. This is God's standpoint. This is what God sees to be pure and undefiled. This is what God approves of. This is the only true worship and devotion in the sight of God. The Expositor's Bible Commentary said, the kind of religion that God our Father accepts is the kind that exerts a positive influence on one's life. This verse does not give us a definition of religion. Instead, it presents a concrete way of insisting that genuine religion is a life-changing force. One's religion should be more than external. It must spring from an inner spiritual reality that expresses itself in love to others and holiness before God. This is what James is talking about. Pure religion and undefiled before God and our Father is this. This, this uh, spiritual reality that springs itself in love to others and holiness before God. Those two things, love to others and holiness before God. Matthew Paul said, the apostle does not here define religion, but only instances in these two things, good works and holiness of conversation as testimonies 
and arguments of the truth of it. You'll know that you have it by good works coming forth out of your relationship to Jesus and holiness of living. Then the preacher's homiletic commentary said, The pure religion which God alone acknowledges leads to the most self-denying exercises of love and to a freedom from all the world's corruptions. Do you have this in your life? Do you have pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father? If you do, you will have uh, the most self-denying exercises of love operating in your life, and you will have a freedom from all the world's corruptions. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this. And then James spells it out for us. This is from God's standpoint. To visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. That word visit means to look after, to be ready to aid, to care deeply for their needs, to visit with counsel, comfort, relief, to take under your care, to go to their house, speak to their hearts, relieve their wants, sympathize with them in their distresses, afford them every assistance they need, seek to alleviate their distress and sufferings, and thereby show them that God cares for them. That's what it means to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. Now, the fatherless and widows, they are too highly vulnerable and potentially destitute groups of people. They're among the most unprotected and needy classes of people. But actually, those two words, fatherless and widows, they represent all people who find themselves powerless and vulnerable in this world. So you don't have to just go out and look for the fatherless and the widows, but you are, look for those, all people, who find themselves powerless and vulnerable in this world. And you are to visit them in their most helpless and hopeless state. And we see in Psalm 68, 5, that it says of God, a father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. It's no wonder that this is a priority in God's eyes. And then he gave us the second uh, priority of God's, and that is to keep yourself unspotted from the world. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is, is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. And this is the most in, or the more important of the two illustrations. And it's the hardest to execute. You are to keep on keeping yourself unspotted, spotless, unspecked from the world. 
We're talking about the maxims, the tempers, the vices, the customs, the corruptions that prevail in this world. You are to keep yourself unspotted from the world. Keep yourself unspotted from evil practices and irregular indulgences. Keep yourself unspotted from the vices of the world, from the enticements to sin that the world offers, from the defilement and pollutions of the world through lust. You're to keep yourself from the men or women of the world who defile you by their evil communications and their evil example. Our duty, and it ought to be our daily endeavor, is to keep ourselves as unstained by and unstained from the world as we can. Keep himself unspotted from the world. What do we mean by the world? This is referring to the world of people in their rebellion against and in alienation from God. It also describes the total system of evil that pervades every sphere of human existence and is set in opposition to God and to righteousness. We're talking about the entertainment of the world, the music of the world, the talk of the world, the, uh, the anxieties and cares of the world. Keep himself unspotted from the world. The Koch's commentary on the Holy Bible said, This world is full of defilement. It needs much watchfulness to keep our garments unspotted. The Full Life Study Bible said, James says that love for others must be accompanied by a love for God that is expressed in separation from the sinful ways of the world. Love to others must be accompanied by holiness before God, or it is not Christian love. Now, you may find it easy to give money to someone that's in desperate need, but you, it's not just love for others uh, by giving to those in need. There must be a love for God that's expressed in separation from the sinful ways of the world. There must be both to be pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father. Now in closing, I ask you, are you giving God the kind of worship and devotion he approves of? Are you aligning yourself in word and deed with God's priorities by caring for the most helpless of our society and keeping away from wickedness the worldly attitudes and values? This is the kind of worship and devotion that God sees to be pure and undefiled. Our time is up for today's broadcast, 
but I encourage you stay tuned for our next teaching as we continue our study of the theme preparing for Jesus' coming. This is Connie Giordano with Walking in Truth Ministry, praying that you will walk in the truth every day of your life. In Jesus' name, amen.